All right. Welcome back to the Baron of Beverage. We are here uh, with Christopher Adobe for number one. Number one. In our series, little drum roll, maybe? or I don't have a drum. Very good. All right. So uh, we are here for number one in our series. Uh, and what is it, Chris? Number one in our series is is Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve. It's a bourbon. It How about that? You know, I've always... Uh, you know, it's funny. When Woodford Reserve kind of hit the market during my lifetime, which was in the mid-90s, I always was like, wow, Woodford Reserve, that must be really good. Not knowing, you know, shit from shit. I mean, I thought Reserve meant it was really something special. But truly, Reserve in this case is like the, one of the be biggest marketing ploys ever because it's not like they have a Woodford... Unreserved. Just a Woodford yeah. without the Reserve. You know, it's there purely to try to make you think it's something special in this case it's number one on the list so it must be something special to a lot of people but there is no legal connotation to what that means correct no, it is marketing mumbo jumbo yes it's even more mumbo jumbo than small batch which like there's kind of like a gentleman's agreement in the industry yeah we talked about earlier but no this is this is just mumbo jumbo but woodford reserve number one um and it's uh it's it's a really nice bourbon i was a little surprised that it was number one uh, I, I, but what, what what are your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, I, like you, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised because of flavor or what it is. I was surprised because everything else on the list is such a high-volume seller, whereas uh, this one, by my best estimate and with your math help, we figure sells about a million cases a year, maybe. Because we the last figure we saw was about seven years ago at 250-ish thousand cases. And so we know they've got between 20 and 29% growth each of the last several years. So we're guessing they're selling about a million cases. So that was why it was a shock to me. Flavor-wise, I, I, I would agree. It is, if it's not my number one, it's certainly going to be in my top 10 flavors to enjoy in the whiskey world. In the whiskey world for you, yeah. yeah. For me. So, um, so before we get to the flavor... Mm -hmm. uh, why do we think Woodford might be on this list? I mean, it's relatively young on the... I mean, it was the actual history of the distilleries. There was a time when it was mothballed. It was mothballed. And actually, the current owners, Brown Foreman, Correct. right? They sold the distillery yes. while it was mothballed. Yes, they sold it. I forget exactly when, but they bought it back in the early 90s. Right, and then restarted... To produce this. In 96. In 96, when it hit the, market. Hit the market, yeah. So this is like 20... This is 21 years old. Yeah. Uh, so to speak, uh, as in terms of a product, in most people out there had, could have it would be in their consciousness as a product. It's been around relatively recently, twenty-one years, correct. and number one. Yep, and it. Uh, but you're right. It, it, the distillery itself is an old distillery. Mm -hmm. um, many previous owners. Previously, it was the James Pepper Distillery. Um, I mean, one building dates apparently to the late 1700s. Yep. Their warehouses date to the 1870s. So it is a long historic property. It is on the National uh, Register of Historic Properties. Right. They're uh, the, the site of the distillery, the yes. Right, yeah. um, and so, uh, but it also, Brown Foreman, uh, they happened to own another whiskey brand that was in our top 10. They do. They uh, own Jack Daniels. Yeah. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. And there's bits in both from the Brown Foreman, because uh, they both blend in Brown Foreman generic spirits. I mean, I assume they're bourbon. Column still. Column still spirits. Because this is 
pot still. Correct. This is a blend. Blended with Colin still. Oh, yes. Oh, kind of like number two. Two. Jameson. Jameson. Yep. was a pot and a blend with Colin. No. And, and that's to add, you know, uh, more flavor. I mean, there's... I, I, I It's probably... Well, it's flavor and volume. I mean, they just can't produce enough with just A lot pot of still. it has to do with volume. Yeah. And it has a really neat mash bill. I mean, it's, it's a high rye for a for a bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's 18%, which is pretty high for a bourbon. Uh, 72% corn and 10% malt. So mm. that, that makes it complex. No wheat. No wheat. It has uh, the lowest barrel proof, too. You're going to have to crack that open. It's a new bottle. Yeah. There you go. I don't know if that got picked up. Let me try to do that again. There you go. It, uh, it goes in the barrel at 110 proof. Which is quote unquote the lowest in the industry according to them. Well, it's fifty five percent alcohol, and you can, you know, legally you can distill higher, far higher than yes. that. So, and uh, so it, I was going to say one of one of the things that you've just poured that we look at is the color, which I think is kind of like, it's actually kind of looks like, uh, well, it's got a very woody color. I'm thinking like, like when I look at this, I think of the color of like. Beautiful mahogany furniture. Yeah, this you know, is a very some deep. Red kind of red browns in it. It's and... a very deep, beautiful wood color. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go with mahogany. Maybe a light mahogany or a dark, dark cherry. It's very nice. Uh, it's a beautiful color, and it uh, probably you know, I mean, it's aged. Uh, I forget how long it's aged. I mean, I think they said the average age is roughly six years. Six years is roughly the average age. Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, Gosh, these aromas! I'm already picking up like brown sugar and vanilla, vanilla, caramel. There's a go on. I was gonna say there's a there's nut too. Lots of nut. Nuts. I see some. I can yeah nuts. (laughs) And um, I kind of get um some kind of banana notes. Oh my yeah! You say that, so now I definitely I there's definite banana there. Yeah. And I've never picked up on that until you said that. That is nice. Yeah, that's really, really nice. It actually, you know, you've had Bananas Foster. Yes. There's kind of that right in there, in that aroma package. Which makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of caramel bananas. Mm, That's a really lovely aroma. Um, And this is pretty... I'm not sure the proof. I'm going to check, double check the bottle for the proof. It's a... It's a... not it's a ninety point four proof. Okay. Um. So it's a little high alcohol. That's why I'm being very careful to not burn my nostrils while uh, taking this in. But very complex aromas. I can see why people really enjoy this. Definitely complex aromas. Um. The things they do, at least that they market, that they say that they do, definitely combine to make this. You know, uh, there's little things that they do that are a little odd. Uh, and they're t- in their uh, barreling, for example. They have their own cooperage because they have to for Jack Daniels' volume. But they actually toast their barrels before charring as Jay is uh, sipping. So I'll keep so talking. So lightly toast. They lo- lightly toast, and they say that, that helps break down the various components of the wood. And they feel it gets a deeper penetration when they do char for their whiskey. So it just adds mm-hmm. more complexity. Deep penetration. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. I had to... I had to sip early because that's how good the aromas were. So it's thank you for, for talking about the toasting and the charring. So, and that's one of the things that they do differently. <laughs> and I guess one can determine whether or not they think that makes a difference. But I don't think there are a lot of other people who do it. So it's going to be hard to 
It's hard to argue with it. Right. It's hard to argue with it. That is really good. Yeah. And oddly enough, the banana carries through. It does. In the flavor. Or at least the banana's foster I concept bananas, carries through. I actually, you were talking about nuts. I definitely also get like an almond... Almost like there's a creaminess on it, so there almost the almond factor for me almost comes across like um, almond milk. Okay. Uh, there's obviously can hazelnut too. Sure. Mm. Oh, that's really good. Still get the brown sugar. Um, vanilla. There's vanilla, a little cinnamon. Cinnamon. What's that spice Karen's always using? There's almost a cardamom. Little bit of, I was about to say there's a little bit of cardamom. Yeah. Um, there's also. Um, on the finish, I get little bits of dusty cocoa. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is a weird finish. Well, it's not a weird finish. I, I didn't mean to say it that way. Uh, on, a lot of the other uh, whiskeys we've tried, lingering flavor on your tongue, uh, this pretty much sits right in your throat after the flavor moves on. Hmm. I don't know if I don't know if someone down the pipe wrong when you were you know coughing lightly earlier, but I still get a lot persisting on the center of my tongue. Um, mainly in the, in like that vanilla, um, brown sugar zone. Yeah. Kind of like a creme brulee Second flavor. sip gets you that. Yeah. Well, for me, you're right, I did call. You know, mm. they also have, um, what I jokingly call pressurized warehousing. It's mm. not actually pressurized, but they do climate control their, their warehouses. They're stone warehouses and they heat so them in like the winter. So unlike when we were talking about Maker's Mark, which had... Lets it all know, naturally go. They let it hang Correct. out, so to speak. But um, Woodford... Woodford cools in the down. summer and heats in the winter. Um, which is... So they just... I guess they're shooting for their constant temperature versus the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the dynamic temperatures that you get when you're all out there. Right. And maybe that has something to do and with the might... extra charring that they're dealing. Right. Or the toasting first, excuse me. Right. Um, I mean, that might also be one of the reasons why for a long time they didn't have a lot of variations. You know, everything is very controlled and very constant. So it wasn't until they, they almost in a way came late to the game in some of their other variations with you their know, master series. And yeah. Master series. Right. Last eight to ten years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, they've roughly been back on the market 20 years. So that's a long yeah. part of their history. But a lot of other people were got, got the jump on that yeah. in a way because they probably had uh, more different things just to pull out of their well, Yeah, because I mean, you're also, I mean, you know, 20 years ago they weren't producing 250,000 cases a right. year. So, I mean, you, you, you're right. They would have had more, uh, they had to build up stock to sure. do experimenting. Well, the other thing that's interesting is I thought, when we, way back at the top of the podcast, <laughs> when I was talking about Woodford Reserve and the whole marketing, you know, Yes, mumbo jumbo of reserve. Um, also, I remember when it first came out, I was like, "Man, that's a little expensive for a bourbon." I don't know if I want to pay that. But now, in the way the bourbon category has just exploded, they've held their price point pretty steady. Maybe it's gone up a little bit, but there have been many that have far surpassed yes. it in terms of price per yeah. bottle, and yet. There's a different. It's like, well, they. It's like you don't. You might spend eighty, ninety, hundred dollars for some bourbons that are out there, but there's a wide swing from lots of people as to whether they get the return on yeah. the extra dollars. Yeah. Because there's a lot of variance there in the nuance, and do I like it or don't I like it is a lot in the. It's always in in the, the you know, palate of the, of the drinker. Yeah. But 
there are wider swings and I think this one delivers at a very high consistent level right at where yeah. it's at well and, and uh, well Brown Foreman uh, considers this a super premium I don't know and I would assume I mean in all of their, their, oh, no, their marketing the, and reviews it is considered a super within premium within the industry it. the price point and everything it is definitely yeah. a super premium and, and, and to what you were saying a lot of their um, smaller and more experimental, their master's range, which they do much smaller releases, and none of them have been a repeat. They've all been different. Those do go well above $60 frequently by the time they get to us. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the consumer. Um, I mean, I've seen some some bottles towards the end of a run mm-hmm. go you know, way above that. Almost more of a, di- uh, yeah. a dynamic marketing pricing. Right. Because people know they'll get it. Right. Um, no, but I think that's one of the reasons that this is number one is because even though it is in that super ultra premium level and even though it's at a higher price point than many of these others we've tasted in their categories um it's not it's a it's a major return on investment for you know in terms of people they think i'm getting a lot of complexity out of this i'm getting a lot of uh a lot of bang for my buck so yes. to speak, we're gonna drop a big rock in now. We're, we're gonna slowly lower a big rock so I in. Might, I might need a little more to lower a rock into. Oh, go I, ahead there, heavy. I got hand. a little, little adventurous in my um, And so, uh, yeah. So the the fact of the matter is, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why it's number one. Is even though it's a, it's a heftier price point than not everything on our list. Some of those single malts might be a little more, but. Uh, it's definitely the priciest bourbon on the list. Yeah, it's 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 more than uh, Knob Creek, and it's definitely more than Crown Royal, and it's definitely, definitely more, more than, than Jameson's Daniels. and Jack Daniels. Yeah. So you know, this is the kind of thing that um, you want to know, you uh, can enjoy and linger on. Yeah. And this is a definitely a a, a a lingerable flavor. So with the with the big rock on it. Um, not surprisingly, things are muted, but this is much more vanilla-y on the nose. And I still get the banana. It's, you know, it's, it's, there. it's, it's well, right it, there. But you don't get the brown sugars you really had before. No, and that, the caramel's a little more muted, mm-hmm. but that, that that fruitiness of that banana does linger in the back up there. Mm-hmm. And the, the palate is this... It's it's a little creamier now. Oh, much more creamier. Um, more creamier. I love it. And uh, but I, th- I I don't think it's quite as complex as the neat. No, it, it's not as complex as the neat. Uh, it, it loses a lot of that depth. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes uh, I don't want to say one note. Uh, because there's more than that, but it's it's certainly not the the what. 15 different things we came up with pretty quickly yeah. to describe it. Yeah. Uh, it goes more home to your traditional bourbon kind of flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, I lose the Foster's element entirely. Yeah, you do get vanilla. You do get a little bit of the banana. You get um, you get a nuttiness, but not like the complex nuttiness it wasn't we had th- I mean, we had three different nuts before, between the two of us. <laughs> um, I wonder how this would be um, just with like a little water mm. versus a cube. Treating it like a scotch sometime. Yeah. Um, and that may be something we do That may be time. for another time, yeah. Um, but I think we've Still gone enjoyable. to very enjoyable. Um, I think we've had a lot of fun over these last 10 podcasts. Um, fantastic, yeah. 
I'm I you know I'm going to digress and Chris didn't know I'm gonna do this we're gonna talk for about two minutes about our next series that we're kind of excited about okay uh, we talked about what we would do next because we've had so much fun um, and uh, so our next thing is going to be the Manhattan Project ah the Manhattan Project. Um, that's a great name for it and actually I, in to my mind uh, you know we're, there might be a, more than one version of the Manhattan Project this first version will be one where we explore sweet vermouth yeah um We've uh, we've talked a lot, and we feel like uh, sweet vermouth is sometimes overlooked as a dynamic component and partner, which has a heavy influence in a Manhattan. It does. Um, and a lot of people don't sit around and taste sweet vermouths on their own. No. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I know I've tasted quite a handful, but Chris, I'm imagining you've tasted one by I've itself. Had, oh, by itself? I've only tasted one by itself. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I've had. Probably four different vermouths in Manhattan. Right. But yes, as far as like dry tasting, right. I've had one. Right. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun for you, particularly. It'll be fun for me too. But we're going to we're going to standardize. Uh, we're going to use. I'm not going to say now, but we're going to use uh, the same uh, bourbon and the same rye in every episode to make a Manhattan with each um, of these sweet vermouths. So we're going to taste the sweet vermouth on its own. We're going to taste it in a Manhattan made uh, with very standardized proportions with each of these uh, whiskeys and talk about those. Try to be scientific. You know, maybe I'll get some beakers and pull them out and, you know, and make, be very scientific. Um, but uh, but I used I to think, use a baby bottle as my beaker. I think, I think that would be a good move. It's got eight but, ounces measured. But I think it's, it's the kind of thing where I, I think that's the only way you're going to be able to determine how the difference is. And what you think you might enjoy about one or the other? Um, no, I, I yeah, you definitely we gotta uh, uh, have a, have the same recipe, if you will, yeah. as far as proportionality, and then make that the variable is the sweet vermouth. We change that out, and right. that's that. Because these days you'll uh, you go to there's a cocktail revolution uh, across the country, and in Baltimore, huge. I mean, we're, yeah, we have a lot I mean, of amazing mixologists yeah, in town, and so. Uh, you might walk in and you, you you're gonna say, well, what's their version of the Manhattan? And you look, and they've got some vermouth on there. But if it's not one you're familiar with, you're not really sure how that might affect your drink. That's you true. might be familiar with the whiskey, the the bourbon, or the rye, or both. You might even be familiar with the bitters they're choosing. But I don't think people are familiar with the vermouth, so I think this is gonna be a good series. Yeah, I think that's probably the uh, well. I mean, now that you because you did say bitters. I would say those are the two biggest things that your average consumer is not aware of. I mean, right. they're aware of their existence, yes. But, I mean, like, honestly, uh, probably until six years ago, the only bitters I was aware of was Agnostora. I mean, and the that's traditional... What that's what we're going to use. And that's what we'll use. But because we're going to use something. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's different... There's at least three different companies I can think of that produce a whole range of oh, bitter of flavors. I mean, which, which, I even have which, two different ones. Which, wow. That's a lot for two. me. Two. Two. I got... I, uh, Karen got me actually you got me three didn't you but yeah she got there me black go. cherry and orange oh, yeah. and a chocolate one wow. and they're really nice yeah so that's a second version of the Manhattan <laughs> yeah, that's, Project that's a much obviously. later project yeah. but the first one will be on Sweet Vermouth and so that's what we're going to leave you with we're going to leave you with a, a teaser for our next series as we conclude with this one with a toast of Woodford Reserve, Reserve. cheers cheers